Welcome to the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. I am the Queen of Pep Talks, Jessica Battle, founder and CEO of the Join Jessica XO brand, where I coach, speak, and influence women to improve their mindsets so they can become happier, healthier, and more successful than ever before. I am obsessed with helping women create the unwavering ability to believe in themselves in order to achieve a life beyond their wildest dreams. Each week, I'll bring you a series of pep talks that will encourage you to break through your own limiting beliefs and help you develop the mindset that will allow you to show up in your life to the best of your ability. If you're looking to lose your own bullshit excuses, get out of your own way and grow into your infinite potential, well then, you're in the right place. Are you with me? Let's dive in. Hello, my love, and welcome back to another episode of the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. Happy Monday. How are you doing? It is a brand new week. It is that spring feeling in the air. It is officially April. I'm recording this on April Fool's Day. Happy April 1st, although you won't be hearing it until April 3rd. I'm really feeling in the mood right now, like recording a life update episode. I'm not going to. I will try and save some life update things for... I think the life update is actually this Friday, but there's just been so much happening behind the scenes for me in my life. I'm feeling mm, anxious isn't the right word. Uh, Maybe a little bit anxious, a little bit excited, a little bit like apprehensive, a little bit worried. I get my script feedback for HPS on Monday and I'm just like in my feels about it. I know that the only way to get to a second draft and a third draft is to submit and get feedback on a first draft, but I'm nervous. I don't know who my editor is. I'm just feeling all the feelings. So I'll record a life update for you guys on Friday. I also had just the most beautiful ever day with my mom yesterday. I shared on social media the story. I'll share it with you guys here on the podcast on the life update. Also, I am totally sucked into the new season of Love is Blind. I cannot stop watching. I'm officially all caught up. I woke up at 4 a.m. this morning. Asher woke me up and I could not fall back asleep. So I finished the second drop of episodes of Love is Blind. And then I posted a a poll on my stories last night asking if y'all thought that Brett looked like Chris, because I see a big resemblance between them. I posted two pics of Chris and everyone were like, oh my God, they're twins. I'm like, oh gosh, guys, they're both Chris. I was hoping that only people who watched the show and knew what Brett looked like because they don't look like twins, but they do look similar. Anyways, we will unpack all of that on Friday's life update episode. And there's so much more that I want to share with you. On today's episode, I want to talk to you about what actually happens when you stop dieting. So as we're moving into the launch for the mind, body and spirit transformation program, a lot of the Monday episodes here will probably be focused on relationship with food, relationship with body and relationship with self, because that's what we teach inside of the mind, body and spirit transformation program. And I was reflecting a lot as I was preparing for Dismiss the Urge, which if y'all missed that, you guys, it was two hours of literal, literal gold. It was so freaking good. We just had someone sign up today. It is not too late for you to jump in and grab the recording of that masterclass. It was literally so good. The transformations that happened for the women inside, actually, why don't I just read you a few? Because I feel like it's relevant. 
Someone messaged me and said, Dismiss the Urge Masterclass was unlike anything I have experienced in my 30 years of struggling with my relationship with food. I was on the edge of my seat, sometimes in tears the whole time. I felt as though you were speaking to that deep part of me that I don't share with others. I always assume no one else understood. My mind was literally blown when you said that my binge eating was a habit. I had never thought of it that way before, realizing that I can and will take my power back by deciding that I am in control. So beautiful. Another testimonial that I received the other day said, I just finished the replay. It was so powerful. As always, after one of your master classes, I walked away with hope. Dismiss the urge spoke to me on so many levels. You helped me realize that I don't have to live under the label of an emotional eater, the label of I'm broken. I'm not too old to heal my relationship with food and myself. Your words, your tips are life altering. I find myself when I'm thinking negatively, asking myself, what would Jessica say? You help me realize my thoughts are not facts. I'm adopting your mantra, beat it, don't eat it. Thank you so much for reminding me that I am not alone. Thank you for helping me feel safe and supported and opening up. You are truly an amazing person and I can't thank you enough for opening your heart to help others heal. Y'all, not me crying, not me like literally just so grateful. I have so many DMs. I'll continue to share them on social media over the next couple of days as I continue to invite you into the experience. But I highly recommend if you're a woman who wants to improve her relationship with food, dismiss the urge, $55, such a beautiful way for you to gain so much knowledge and hope. I am not one of those people when I teach a masterclass, it's like a low entry cost point. So I just half-ass. I do not half-ass anything that I do. We went for two hours and I poured my heart and soul into that. And the transformation that you can receive from that training will blow you away. The link to join that is in the show notes of this episode if you want to jump inside. But the topic of today's conversation goes right in hand with what I teach inside of Dismiss the Urge because one of the first mindset shifts that I had to adopt in order to really begin healing my binge eating was to let go of dieting because it's going to be nearly impossible. You've probably heard me speak on this before. It's going to be nearly impossible for you to heal your relationship with food while at the same time desiring to manipulate food so that you can change your body. You just can't do them at the same time, unfortunately. So you do have to let go of your desire to be on a diet. And what most people think happens when you stop dieting is that you eat everything in sight nonstop for the rest of your life. Like you picture yourself going crazy, eating nothing but pizza, nothing but Ben and Jerry's, nothing but chips, nothing but tasty cakes, never exercising, never drinking water, because so many people have trained themselves to think that the only time they take care of their bodies is when they're on a diet. And that is such a fucked up way of thinking that really needs to be changed because a diet should not be the only time that you are honoring or serving or having standards for yourself and the way that you treat yourself. You should have that across the board all of the time. And I actually believe that when you let go of dieting, you get to serve your body in an even better fashion. Because for me, I was really good at being on a diet, but dieting wasn't actually me serving myself. Dieting was heavily restricting my calories, eating as little as possible, moving as much as possible so that I could drop weight as quickly as possible. That was the way that I dieted. And I know that for most women in my audience who consider themselves yo-yo dieters who live in this all-in, all-out way of thinking where you're heavily restricting calories and then quote-unquote falling off track and going insane with food, that's probably how you're living too. So I want to talk about some of the things that actually happen 
when you stop dieting. Because you hear me say all the time, perspective is power, right? You get to choose the perspective in which you take on all things in life. And you can think about giving up a diet and think, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose control. I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to eat nonstop. I'm never going to choose anything healthy. Or you can look at the perspectives that I'm about to share with you and think, oh my gosh, what if I give up dieting and all of these incredible things begin to happen for me? Because they can and they will. I am evidence of that. And the over 1,000 women that I've worked with inside of the relationship with food programs that I have run, relationship with body programs that I have run between MBS, Food Won't Fix the Problem, Ditch Your Diet, all of the masterclasses that I have done, I have helped women adopt this mindset where they can give up dieting. And often weight loss even gets to be a result of them giving up dieting, which is cool for them if that's you know what they want. But at the same time, it's so important that you understand giving up dieting is not a death sentence, right? And I've shared so many times that I often find myself in this place where I don't really feel like I fit in. And we'll talk about this throughout this episode, but I'm not anti-diet and I'm also not pro-diet. I'm pro like, how do you figure out a way to live healthily that makes you feel fantastic where you love your life and you don't feel like you're never going to be worthy enough until you live in a smaller body. That is what I am pro. I am very pro you living and feeling your best. And I know that the all in all out diet mentality that so many of us struggle with, that is not happy and fulfilling. That is not a joyful life. That is not something that feels good. It's actually emotionally exhausting. So here are a few of the things, and I could have made a list of a 100 things that happen when you actually give up dieting. So number one is your food cravings are actually reduced. How often while you're dieting, are you telling yourself, say it's a Tuesday afternoon, and you're like, man, I would really love to have pizza tonight for dinner. But because it's a Tuesday, and you're not allowed to have pizza, because that's off track, you have to save it for your cheat day over the weekend, you then become obsessed with thinking about, oh my gosh, I can't wait for Saturday. And you're just thinking about all of the foods that you're going to eat or splurge on that day when you have permission to do it. When you open yourself up to having unlimited permission to eat the things that you want, your mind might think, oh my gosh, I'm only ever going to eat junk. But the reality is food becomes so much more neutral and doesn't hold all of this like power and weight and excitement because you know that you're allowed to eat whatever you want, whenever you want. So the cravings for junk food are actually so much more reduced. Yesterday, I went out to lunch with my mom and I had a slice of pizza for lunch on a Friday. I mean, I would do that on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. I would do it any day of the week, honestly. But I don't think about, oh my God, when is the next time that I get to eat pizza? Because I know that when I want pizza, I can have it. But also I can come home at night and think, I wasn't actually really hungry for dinner yesterday because I had a late lunch. So instead of, oh my gosh, I had pizza for lunch and I ruined my day. So now let me just binge and eat like crazy and eat all of this ice cream and all the junk food in the house. And then I'll get back on track on Monday. It was just like, okay, I had a slice of pizza for lunch. Cool. Moving on. Food is no longer this thing that makes you feel obsessed with it. You'll find that you're thinking about food so much less that your cravings feel like they're appearing far less often. Number two, and this is one of the most important, you stop feeling shame and guilt for eating foods that you love. One of the most important parts for me and for my clients that I deeply care about when it comes to healing relationship with food is letting go of all of the negative emotions that are associated with eating. Because what happens, especially if you're an emotional eater, 
you feel bad and you eat and then you feel worse. So you want to eat more. What if you stopped feeling bad for the way that you are eating? It has been years, over five years since I have felt anything around eating food, no shame, no guilt, no disappointment in myself, no proud of myself. Like I'm not proud of myself when I choose a salad over French fries. I'm not proud of myself when I eat vegetables or fruit during the day. It's just like, okay, this is the standard that I have for myself. And this is the way that I eat. There's no emotion. I'm a good girl or I'm a bad girl based off of how I eat. And that way of thinking makes you feel terrible when you believe that you're a good person when you choose a salad and a bad person when you choose French fries. You should not be feeling any kind of emotion around food. There shouldn't be any shame. There shouldn't be any guilt. And on the flip side, there shouldn't be a, oh my God, I'm so proud of myself because I chose salad. Because when you choose that perspective, you're only reinforcing that these quote unquote healthy foods make you a good person. And subconsciously, you're then going to start to believe the quote unquote unhealthy foods then somehow make you a bad person. A big part of healing your relationship with food is understanding so many of the food rules that you have adopted and paying attention to how those impact the way that you feel about yourself because you've created this association between certain types of food and how you should feel about yourself or limiting your food and feeling really proud of yourself or overeating and feeling really bad about yourself. The goal is to completely neutralize food so that it doesn't spark any emotion in you one way or the other, because at the end of the day, you are not a good or bad person. Food is not a moral issue, right? You didn't hurt somebody. You didn't go kill somebody. You didn't run someone over with your car. You didn't do anything terrible to anybody by eating a donut. It was a donut and life is going to go on and you will be okay. But the spiral of shame and guilt that happens when you eat foods that you have associated as bad for you or foods that you're not supposed to have or foods that are off limits, you're going to continue to feel that shame and that guilt. And that's probably keeping you in a cycle of overeating, emotionally eating and binge eating. Okay. The third thing that happens when you stop dieting, you can honor your hunger and fullness cues. This is so important. And I know that so many women who come into working with me inside of MBS, they have completely lost touch with their hunger and fullness cues. They are completely out of touch with what it feels like to be hungry. They are completely out of touch with what it feels like to be satisfied. So many women, myself included in the past, was eating when I was not even hungry right? You have, you have no sense of what it actually feels like to be hungry because so often you're not letting yourself get to a point where you're actually moderately hungry when you are not on a diet. And then on the reverse side, when you are on a diet, you may feel real true physical hunger cues. And what are you doing? ignoring them because you've convinced yourself, oh my gosh, my fitness pal says I only have 100 calories left for the day and I need to save those for dinner. So here I am in the afternoon and I'm hungry for a snack or it's the end of the day after dinner and you've convinced yourself I used up all my calories. I'm not allowed to eat. And then if you do, if you go over those calories, then in your mind you screwed up and you're going to eat like the world is coming to an end and you'll get back on track tomorrow. Or if it's the end of the week, you'll get back on track on Monday and you'll just binge and sabotage yourself all weekend long. When you can learn to truly honor your hunger and fullness cues, you are going to feel so good because you're allowing yourself permission to eat when you're truly hungry and 
You learn how to stop when you're satisfied because you're no longer thinking, okay, I have this slice of pizza in front of me and this is the last time I'm going to be able to eat pizza for a week. So I have to eat all of the pizza that's in front of me. So you eat well beyond your fullness because in your mind, you're not going to be able to have it for an extended period of time because you have to get back on track tomorrow. So that's why on like cheat days, they can so often turn into binging out of control because of the association that you have with eating this food and feeling bad about yourself feeling like you've screwed up and then you just completely stop honoring the the fact that you're actually satisfied physically, but your mind is telling you, oh, well, you already fell off track. So just keep going. The fourth thing that happens when you stop dieting, and this is one of my personal favorites because it has to do with the relationship that you have with yourself. You begin to rebuild trust with yourself. I know that so many women, and again, myself included back in the day, I did not feel like I could be trusted with food. I had to either be meticulously tracking every morsel of food that I put in my mouth, or I felt like I was going to lose control and eat like I was never going to eat again. How good would it feel if you could trust yourself with food? If you could have downstairs in your kitchen right now, bags of chips, bags of Oreos, bags of candy, boxes of cereal, pints of ice cream, pizza in the refrigerator, like all of those things I have in my house right now. And I do not feel tempted in the least bit to go down and stand in that kitchen and eat like I'm never going to eat again. I have built so much trust with myself with food, but it's taken time, but it's hard to build trust with yourself when there's still an ulterior motive. And when we're dieting, there's an ulterior motive with food because you're trying to manipulate your body. You're trying to change your body. So it's almost impossible for you to really rebuild that trust. You can have these quote unquote trigger foods in your house and be okay. I've shared many times on social media recently, you know, my breakfast that I love so much. If you don't see what I'm eating for breakfast, I don't post it all the time anymore. A slice of toast with arugula and an egg, a fried egg over easy egg. And another little piece of toast with peanut butter, banana, and chocolate chips, mini chocolate chips. This white chocolate wonderful, I think is what it's called, peanut butter that I keep in my house This peanut butter, I literally in the past had to fill with water and dish soap because I could not stop eating it many times. I'm not talking like once in a blue moon that this happened. I'm talking many, many, many times. I brought that peanut butter in the house and throwing it in the trash wasn't enough because why? I dug food out of the trash to eat it. I would throw food away and say like, you're done, Jessica, you're not going to eat anymore. And then I would go dig it out of the trash. So I would literally open the peanut butter jar up and fill it with dish soap and water so that I couldn't dig it out of the trash. The bags of mini chocolate chips, I have eaten an entire bag of mini chocolate chips in a day in the past. I would literally just stand at the pantry where I would keep them and I would do handfuls and I would just shove them in my mouth and I would eat them so fast. I don't know if you've ever eaten chocolate chips out of a bag, but they actually don't taste that good by themselves. They're okay. With other foods, they're delicious, but just by themselves, they're actually not that good. Like, wouldn't a real piece of chocolate be better? Yeah. But it wasn't about eating foods that satisfied me. It wasn't about even eating foods that tasted good. There were so many times where I would eat food that was absolutely disgusting just because I had to I had to satisfy the feeling of feeling like I needed to eat. And if that resonates with you, you need to jump inside of Dismiss the Urge because that's what we talk about, like how to overcome that feeling of needing to eat without actually eating. Okay. The next thing that happens when you give up dieting. Oh, I love this one so much. You create brain space for the things that actually matter in your life. 
How much time and energy and attention are you giving to food every single day? If you are thinking about food most of your life, you are not living a fulfilling life, period. Like, sorry, you're just not. Because you're thinking about something that just should not be consuming your mind all of the time. When you stop obsessing over food and your body and your weight and whether you can eat or you can't eat or what you weigh or what your body looks like, you get to think about things that actually matter in your life. You get creative energy back. You get to think about the things that really matter. You get to think about dreaming big for your future. Again, when you're rebuilding trust with yourself too, like you get to think about your future and what you want for yourself instead of just being so consumed emotionally in the moment because of food. Okay. The next thing that happens is you can make peace with your body. This is something that we go on depth in inside of MBS because Ditching dieting, giving up dieting, and making peace with your body are two of the most important parts of healing your relationship with food. Because again, it's going to be really hard to improve your relationship with food when there's still this like looking in the mirror and hating what you see and desiring to change your body. Because then dieting is always going to be in the back of your mind. And if dieting is always in the back of your mind, it's going to be really hard for you to improve your relationship with food and honor your hunger and fullness and choose foods that really satisfy you stop when you're full because you're thinking like, oh, diet starts Monday. And we all know the diet starts Monday, eating like the world is coming to an end and then telling yourself this will never happen again. That's just so unhealthy. You deserve to look in the mirror and at a minimum, accept the body that you see staring back at you. It doesn't mean you necessarily have to be in love with your body. Loving something, liking something and being at peace with it are two very different things. You can be at peace with something and not necessarily be like, oh my God, I'm the sexiest woman in the world. Sure, the goal is to get you to a place where you're looking in the mirror and you're like, yeah, damn, I'm hot. You deserve that. But at a minimum, acceptance, body neutrality, and gratitude for your body is something that will absolutely come from giving up dieting. And the final piece that happens when you give up dieting is you can actually begin to live your life. How many years of your life have you dedicated to dieting? Countless. I mean, I spent over 10 years dieting, not dieting, dieting. I my, lived my life on whether I was on a diet or whether I was off a diet. Seasons of my life, I remember, oh, I was on a diet there. I wasn't on a diet there. Like, that's not the way that you want to live your life. Don't you want to fully live your life? Be present in moments. Say yes to social events. Go out and do things. Stop hiding in pictures. Like, your life is freaking happening. Your life is happening. And it shouldn't be put on hold because you're on a diet. And again, we're going to talk about this in a second. I'm definitely not anti-diet. Like there are people out there who, yeah, you want to go on a diet and lose some weight. Sure, fine. But it depends on your relationship with food. If you're a chronic yo-yo dieter, you should probably rethink it. But also you're not meant to be on a diet forever. How many years have you been dieting? Like you're not meant to live on a diet. Like a diet is meant, you're supposed to go on it for like six months, lose some weight, maintain that weight loss, and then you're done. You shouldn't be dieting for your whole entire life. That's not living, okay? So I really want to make this clear. I am not anti-diet. If you are on a diet, I am not shitting on you. I'm not telling you you have to quit dieting, but you know if the things that I'm talking about are resonating with you. You know if it's time for you to say, okay, maybe I should try something new. And that doesn't mean that it doesn't feel scary because it will, but here's what I want you to know. I am not anti-diet, but I am 
anti-believing that you need to live in a smaller body to live a happy and fulfilling life because you don't. I am anti-never feeling good enough about yourself or your body because you deserve to feel good in your body. I am anti-putting your life on hold until you've lost X amount of pounds. I am anti-hiding in your life until you're smaller. I am anti-avoiding get-togethers with people that you love so much because you feel out of control with food. I am anti-feeling shame, guilt, and disappointment every time you eat something that's quote-unquote off track. And I am anti-being consumed by thoughts of food in your body. I am very anti-those things. At the same time, I'm not pro-diet, but what I am is pro-moving your body because it's good for you. I am pro-having a standard for the way that you eat. I am pro-staying hydrated. I'm pro-getting enough sleep. I'm pro-minimizing stress. I'm pro-prioritizing micronutrients and protein. And I'm pro-loving yourself every step of the way. When you understand that giving up dieting doesn't mean that there's not a standard for the way that you treat yourself, it's actually quite the opposite. You get to set the standard. And you get to decide that this standard is based off of how you feel, not an ulterior motive of losing weight. And when you do that, I've watched countless women adopt the framework that I teach inside of MBS, and they lose weight, lots of weight, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds. They lose weight and they maintain it because it's not about being on a diet. And it's not even about adopting a different lifestyle. It's about learning to care about yourself and make decisions that are in alignment with doing the things that make you feel your best. And when you do that, you feel better first and foremost in your life. And that is what matters. You want to lose weight because you think it's going to make you feel better. But what? who is telling you that you have to lose weight in order to feel better? What if you just started making the decisions that made you feel better and you started doing the things that make you feel better? A diet does not equal feel better in your life. Doing the things that make you feel good equals feeling better in your life. Okay. So I want to encourage you if this episode resonates with you, number one, jump into dismiss the urge. And if you love what you heard there, I'm going to highly recommend that you consider the MBS experience because it will completely transform your life from the inside out. And I will teach you everything that you need to know about creating a healthier relationship with yourself, your body and food. I've walked over a thousand women through this course, and it's going to be such a beautiful opportunity for you to completely transform your life as well. It doesn't mean that saying yes to that opportunity isn't scary. Of course it is. Giving up dieting, terrifying. Deciding to do some deep inner healing work, sure, it's really fucking scary. But you have a choice to be really scared and move through it. And in six months, you could be in a completely different place or you live the rest of your life the way that you're living it right now. And if the way that you're living your life right now feels fantastic, amazing. I am so fucking happy for you. But if it doesn't feel amazing and you know something needs to change, it is up to you to make the decision that you're going to do something different so that you can achieve the change that you want in your life. Okay. I love you guys so very much. I hope that April is such a kick-ass month for you. You deserve that. If you have not already left a rating and review on the Queen of Pep Talks podcast, it would mean the absolute world to me if you took the time to do that. You know how much it means to me in helping us grow the podcast in 2023. Thank you so much for being here. You mean more to me than I could ever, ever put into words. Dismiss the urge. Link is in the show notes of this episode. And if MBS speaks to you, I am just a DM away. Okay. I love you guys. And I will talk to you on the next episode of the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. See ya.
Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you were inspired by today's pep talk, be sure to share it with me by leaving a rating and review on iTunes so I can keep the encouragement coming your way. I hope you know that your support in helping me grow the podcast this year, it means so much to me. If we aren't already connected on social media, head over to join Jessica XO on Instagram or join the join Jessica XO free Facebook community for even more content that will inspire you to show up in your life to the best of your ability. Make sure you check out the show notes of today's episode for links to freebies, upcoming opportunities to work with me, and ways that we can stay connected outside of the podcast. I love you so much, and I cannot wait to chat with you on the next episode of the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. In the meantime, go fuck this day up in the best way possible.